0: Podcraft. Hello and welcome to the CBI, the Craft Beverage Institute of the Southeast, housed here at AB Tech in Asheville, North Carolina. I am Puff, the host of Consuming the Craft, and I have a, a treat for you. Mr. Lida, my full-time faculty member here at the Craft Beverage Institute. Here, hold on. Oh, what might it be?
1: That would be a can.
0: It is a can. I know I've, I've covered it up, so I don't want you to see it, but I want to get your reaction as I pour this into a glass because we've talked... This is a topic you and I have talked about. We've talked about it on multiple... <laughs> You're already smiling. We've talked about it on multiple occasions, and I <laughs> I know your. Pa- I know. I know it's not cursed light <laughs> no, because you
1: wouldn't be smiling like that. No, God.
0: I know your passion for the subject, and I know we've talked oh, wait, wait, about
1: we it. Ha- we have to have a moment of silence.
0: Oh yeah, we do for Bill Coors. Bill Coors, and honestly, if you guys don't know, he he worked at the Coors factory until he was about a he was one hundred and two. He passed He's away at one hundred and two, and he still worked. And he was a, an official taster. He helped invent the aluminum can. He was. He the man. It really, he was an innovator in the beverage industry. So uh, here's to you, uh, Mr. Cruz. I mean, he, he was just a, a really big deal. And, and people, people need to know what he's done uh, for the modern-day consumer. So a little silence. Well, wait.
1: Okay, good. Okay. We got to pour beer so that we can. So that beer in your hand, whatever it is, we need to pour it. So we can hold it up to, for course.
0: Th- this is not a beer. I think after I pour it, that you would be willing. Is to do that?
1: <laughs> I think I know what's coming down the pike.
0: Okay, so here it comes.
1: Uh, I knew that's what it was. Look at that. That is the sign of a
0: lazy brewer. <laughs> so. For for those of you that don't know what I just poured, there's a style of beer out there that Mr. Lida has uh, expressed concern with. It's called a New England style IPA. Or New England style anything. New England style anything. Yeah, I guess people are really kind of being pretty liberal with their... Yes. So if you would uh, explain to me as if I'm no. Explain to me, as if I'm a layman, what you see in front of you. Uh, something very cloudy. Okay, by by something. It look. It's a beer.
1: It's a beer
0: that's cloudy. That's
1: light colored. So it's. I would say it's a New England IPA. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, cloudy. Uh, this true. This one's a little chunky. So um, it may <coughs>
0: ooh, it's got a floater, <laughs>
1: icky. Um, yeah,
0: I can't say much about this style. It is so. It doesn't definitely matter. Definitely not my L- oh, style. Look, look, it doesn't matter where it's from, and I, and I know uh, you being an aficionado, I like the classic styles. I, I know you do. I know you do. You've been around this. We both have been around these these. Styles for a long time, and, and styles are great, and they're challenged to brew too. And, and, and if I, everyone I, brews to style, there'll be no new styles that are ever come out. But and, and, and but that's that's one of the German things that uh, there's a
1: German brewer that uh, told me this that uh, he he really likes the American beers because uh, in Germany they're all the same. I can't do the accent like
0: you can, <laughs> but in Germany they're all the same. So, there, and, no, that reminds me of a story. I was and, sitting down with a guy um, who is a brewer. <laughs> Uh, at a brewery in Louisiana. He owns his own brewery in Davenport, Iowa now. His name's Paul. And uh, he's sitting down with a German brewer and a guy from uh, an English brewery. We'll say it's it's very similar to bass. Okay, it was bass. (laughs) And so they were having a discussion. And um, the German dude was like, yeah, do you guys still do the single step infusion? (laughs) And the English guys, like, well, yeah, of course we do. You know, that's the way they've done it for hundreds of years. And he's like, oh yeah, that is a good way to make tea. <laughs> and at that point, you know, it was just one of those. He's like, at that point, we knew it was on, and everyone was probably going to be overserved, probably because I mean, it was tongue in cheek. Well, and wait were, a minute, you can't overserve a German guy. <laughs> he lies no all you lies. can't so you know they, and it was it, they had a great time and it was like you know that tongue in cheek kind of thing the Reihenhain's and I know there's some some people over in Germany that would love to be able to experiment with some of the things and, and, and now that you brought up German beer what about the Hefefeisen which, yeah there has some uh, some color issues yeah there's some cloudiness it's all natural it is all natural it is so all what's, natural so what's so this New England. Well, we'll, so call, the, so well, you you nailed it. As I poured it and as I chuckled, you knew it was a New England style IPA. And I know our students are excited about the style, and and uh, there's a lot of interest in the style. And there's another style I want to talk to you about before we. Oh, I know. <laughs> no, no, but the New England style. I hope IPA, you don't have it. No, I don't. Well, I might. I. Maybe, I not not. I have don't it. not not have it. But that style in particular, you call. Lazy brewing, it and is so lazy. devil's advocate. Why? Why is it lazy brewing if people are drinking it? Uh, <laughs> for those of you that didn't hear that, that was a giant sigh.
1: No, that was an inhale. To how can I how can I phrase this <laughs> where the common man can understand? <laughs> so, <clears throat> usually with these New England style beers, uh, the brewery doesn't necessarily have. Uh, the filtration methods that they should have. Would you Would you agree?
0: Well, uh, 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 when it first came out, when it when okay, it first came okay, out. Okay, here here's the deal. When it first came out, I would agree with you. But now, now to brew it's a to that wagon. Style, well, now to brew to that style, people are having trouble keeping everything it, in suspension. So they're using different types of yeast. Sure, and they're using different types of grain.
1: They keep. You know all those haze particles yeah, the haze and particles ha- that, yeah and low flocculent yeast stuff um, that doesn't
0: fall out of solution. Yeah, uh, they're using the together. usual
1: tricks with with the uh, like like you do with wheat beers. where sure. you Turn
0: the keg upside down and then
1: flip it over before you pour. So
0: it. yeah, you you ship it upside down and then before you tap it, you you flip it over. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> I call it lazy brewing because really it is. <laughs> it's and just it's, like. Cram a bunch of stuff in the bright tank and be done with it. You know, without realizing it's that much more work, because you gotta clean out that bright tank. No, I
0: imagine like if I worked at one of the that bright tank would be wrecked. It would be there's no like what's this the the protocol, the SOP, the standard operating procedure for their carbonating stone?
1: Well, you know what their SOP is? No, you want me? You want me to conjecture? Yeah, th- you know what? Go out and live. Tell me what it is. Let's dump in another New England style beer into that <laughs> same bright tank because it's going to make it even cloudier. And then at, at some point, they just fill it full of TNT and explode it and start with a new bright tank. No, then they then they start using positive displacement pumps and just chunk nothing but like jelly <laughs> jam into
0: the cans. <laughs> so this this thick, delicious, rich, hoppy mixture that's in front of you, uh, as you refer to as lazy brew. Um, there is certainly some merit to some of the flavors that they've coaxed out of these beers. Well, I got I got to say, um,
1: maybe the and and uh, maybe I shouldn't say this because it's being recorded, and it might <laughs> it come back to haunt
0: me. It won't haunt you. But there, the, <clears throat> the four people that are going to listen to this, come on, four. Yeah, well, I, I've doubled it. Two. i doubled the capacity. Because
1: you and I are going to listen to it after it's done. Oh, yeah. So we, too. Because we love listening to our schools. <laughs> uh, it would be uh, the, the newer, I, uh, New England IPAs, New England styles, because they're being constructed, are not quite so lazy. So I will give them that much. So, so you're saying, I think initially it started out as lazy brewing. It's, And now, to me, I it's, think,
0: more, it's more of an intentional thing. Well, I think it's kind of brilliant marketing.
1: Let's it is say, brilliant well, marketing. Well, well,
0: let's say you and I moved a beer too fast. Or, you know, I always tell the, the students a story about a beer that I had an off flavor in. That I promoted as another style and added this flavoring to with the off flavors, with intentional. Yeah, with the off flavors, oh in, yeah. as intentional. Oh yeah, I'm sure that's how this started. I <laughs> I guarantee that. So how the clarity, I mean, the clarity of the beer is not high. No, it's not like a half a bison. And I mean, it's even thicker than that. There's certainly a mouthfeel to it. There's kind of a uh, depending on the style, like depending the on the juiciness that everybody talks about. Well, the juiciness the of the hops. So, so for me, I get a lot of um, chalkiness. I don't know if that's from the yeast or. Water chemistry? It could be from the chemistry of the water. Which, which helps to uh, create that haze. Yeah. 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 It could be from that as well. I get, I get that chalky mouthfeel from it a little bit. Yeah. But that's, it just, it, it's a little bit more beer dependent. The one in front of us, we're not going to mention any names because why would we do that? Uh, and we're not sponsored by anyone. If someone wants to sponsor us and send us beer, I, I will drink that beer uh, on the podcast. For the kids. Well, it's research. For the kids. For the kids. For our students. Yes. All of the students. Because <laughs> now that you are listening to the educational podcast, you are also students. That's so, right. So, so I, I... And hopefully
1: if, in the future we can unpack a lot of
0: educational knowledge bombs for you. Well, we would like to drop some knowledge bombs. Now, I introduced everyone to the New England Style IPA. What I want to open for you now is a treat. No. Yes. Is it tequila? Well, because that's a treat. <laughs> no I, I agree with you that it is a treat, but there is a new style of beer. Red Bull is, Red Bull beer? It, no it is a, and no we're, we're not sponsored by bro um, it's a little bit harder to make and I want you to try this this is a brute IPA a brute IPA yeah, this is a new trend. This is something that people are drying out like zero gravity this really really dry almost so like using, champagne effervescent using beer using distiller's yeast well i don't i don't know what yeast i mean it's of course it's going to be facility dependent but they're going to use a yeast that's really really high in attenuation they're going to eat up all the sugars something that's very very dry and they end with this crazy i don't know it's a, it's a dry It seems like it would be unbalanced you know to me and that's, that's what makes, for me, that's what makes a beer good. The balance. Being unbalanced? No. I personally, I'm unbalanced, as, as you very well know. That being said, if, if a beer is balanced, stylistically appropriate for whatever they're trying to shoot for, or, you know, it's just, there, there's got to be that, that balance of the beer, you know. There has to be. No, and I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. There can't be just like a giant one-note punch that's, to the face. That's the German coming out of you. Uh yes, yes, some of that in there. There's lots of things in here. I'm uh, no, but like there's, there's lots of people. No, in there is. There's, there's, <laughs> there's, I'm kind of a mutt. I'm not gonna. There's lots of people. So my therapist would say no. Uh, too much. Brute. Brute so, IPA. So a brute IPA is something that's that's getting a lot of traction. And I, I don't think you've had one. I have not had one. I know. And I wanted you to try this one because it's a new style. It's something, It's a challenge. It was hard for me to actually track down because it's one of those new things. So it is completely opposite. There you I go. Pour, pour yourself you a so. glass. Pour some. So it's completely opposite of that. Juicy, he's, juicy, he's, he's, yeah, full-bodied. Like in like, like ch- just, you know, yeasty and... and and, and giant, you know, kind of flavors that you get out of the hazy IPA. And now you're going to drink this. I got to say I'm not a fan. No? No?
1: I don't like. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I, I like balanced beers. And, and when I, you have one so dry and you've
0: got the hops coming so far forward. Well, I think there's. I don't a, like that. But I think there's a way to balance that beer. I think there's a way to be a little bit more subtle. So when the beer attenuates out that far, when there's not a lot of residual sugar left in the beer, I think there's a way to... Throw be, some
1: dextrins in there or no, something?
0: No, I, I'd i like to be a little bit more subtle with the hops because people got to realize that, you know, the hop flavor is going to come through and be bigger than what the beer is going to allow it when you first taste the wort. Mm-hmm. So... Well, in this instance, that's not the case. No, 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 You've got to be a little bit more, like deft with your hand and adding the hops to the beer. You've got to slow down with what you're adding. Uh, you know, into the to the boil kettle, and you got to, if you're going to dry hop or anything like that, you got to be you got to be subtle with that. It's a nuanced flavor that could balance out with a super dry beer. Mm-hmm. And, and I like dry wines. I like dry uh, ciders. I, I guess if you. If you chose the right hops, like a nice spicy
1: German hop or something like that. Something noble? Yeah, yeah I could see, see that. Yeah, uh, a noble hop. Uh, I could see that. Where well,
0: you don't have the bitterness, but you have the hops. Um, Maybe late late boil additions or like hop bursting or something yep. like that. So yep. the later you add the hop into the average boil, the more you know, more aroma and flavor you're going to get out of that hop. So you add it earlier. It's going to isomerize. It's going to add some bitterness. So you know i think i think there's even some some room for some like passion and mango and some of these other like modern day hops that give some of these citrusy flavors kind of sweeten it up a yeah, little bit. yeah just a little bit to, so that sweetness coming from the hops is going to balance out the dryness of the beer yeah. but you've got to be like they say ipa a brute ipa but you've got to kind of back off because the of the bitterness. F- yeah, because of the bitter, you know, because of the finish of the beer. So you've got to balance that out. It's like yin and yang kind of thing. Yin and yang. <laughs> yeah, well, you, yeah, exactly. Uh huh. <laughs> no, it's, it's the, like, zen,
1: the zen of brewing. Yeah, well, oh, the, hey, the, isn't that a book? It probably
0: is. Or if it's not, we should write that. We are going to write that. Yeah. It's not. It's like the feng shui of this room here. There's a lot of feng shui. No, the room. recording studio here is amazing. It is. No, it's amazing. It's, no, <laughs> yeah, it's four walls and two microphones. It's amazing. No, but there's um, what is it? Two turntables. Two turntables and a microphone. Yeah, it's where yeah. it's at. Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> so hip and with it, but but you see what I'm saying about? There, there, I think, New England style IPAs to go back to where we were talking about before. There is, you know. You may have called it lazy brewing at first, and there may be – I'll be honest. There's I, think proba- I, I, think, I think initially you know, it was lazy brewing. I, I think there's some merit to what you're saying because you get this beer, you don't know how to get the yeast out of it, or they tried a new strain or something, and they're like, oh, we got to get this tank sold. And that's because they didn't have the education, Well, right? it, it, Well, it, there, there's probably some to that. I, I would probably agree with that. Or you know they they tried a new strain of yeast and they didn't know how to work with it. Or I mean you know how many something went
1: south. There's so many different parameters.
0: Well, and that's the thing. They could have have had a problem with their glycol system. They could have transferred it too early. They could have been an explosive. Like who knows what happened to that beer originally? yeast could have just you know pooped out. Well, it could be like a fifth pitch in a, a generation, and they just lost their ability to to uh, self like there's something called flocculation and it, that's when yeast clump together it's like they, they cuddle they could have had dusty yeast dusty yeast dusty yeast you've not heard that term no I haven't what's that mean? that's something they teach you at Siebel's and they would because it's cool <laughs> so, so explain, explain what dusty yeast is dusty yeast is one that doesn't flocculate very well because like when I buy yeast, it's either high flocculent, which means they stick together. The bigger the clump, if you guys look up Stoke's law, Stoke is a guy who was a physicist a long time ago. So the bigger the clump, the faster it falls out of solution. So if the bigger the clump, so if it flocculates high, it's going to make a bigger clump and fall out of solution. So this yeast or dusty, if, if I'm learning, and I'm learning right now. You're learning. And so this dusty yeast is not going to, it, it it really breaks down into the protein uh, that you think is produced it's on the cell wall particles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why. And so it, it doesn't produce the the free radical binding sites on the outside of the yeast, right? For them to start to stick together, right? And so, so they don't so, flocculate. Yeah, so they don't flocculate. So it's it's dusty yeast. I learned something. And, and, and I just learned <laughs> something. And, she, and you could you you can
1: trick that yeast by putting additives in your beer. And of course, it doesn't come through on the final product. No, no, it would. You fl- can, it would. It would settle you, out. That could. That could help to. You know, usually it's like fish guts. Oh wait, uh Ising, Isinglass. glass. We is, don't want to
0: call it fish guts. Which is, which is basically a form of uh, collagen, which is a triple helix. It, 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 it has a lot of free or radical cow binding. hooves. Cow hooves. <laughs> gelatin <laughs> like why you gotta make it sound oh no you're right because you're that's where spot it on. comes from no you're pretty spot on yeah and, you know
1: actually fish guts is not the right it's no uh, it's, swim it's from bladder. the air bladder swim bladders yeah it's from the swim air bladder from, from, from a sturgeon yeah. you know. well it
0: was originally from sturgeon you can get it out a lot of a lot of swim bladders
1: i just learned something i thought yeah, it was no, always
0: sturgeon no it's not just sturgeon oh huh. yeah you can get it from cod and that's where it's much cheaper cape cod no that's a place you visit Oh. And actually, we should go there and drink beer there to see if they taste any. Difference. And probably so, have some oysters. <laughs> so, New England-style IPA. Not necessarily lazy brewing. We, I mean, we talked through this.
1: This is kind of like therapy for you and I. Dang, dang it. It's like on... It's <laughs> it's recorded now. No, where it, I, is. it where is. Where it's I like, no, you, gave in. No, you...
0: you I gave thing. in. No, you didn't give in. You were like, okay, I can see where now it's a challenge to try to keep that stuff in suspension yeah it, it is. is and it kind of is and people and are to make a good beer well it, it is and it you know for you and i being in the industry as long as we are it's about balance it's about balance between flavors whether it's hops or the sweetness or roastiness or maltiness it's it's a balance for the beer whether it's stylistically appropriate is also a thing, but like for us, it really is about balance. Is there any styles anymore? I mean, seriously, that's at least good. in the U.S. Well,
1: are there are there any styles? Because you start making your own styles, well, you, and that's the beauty of being in the U.S. right now.
0: No, and it is. It, it, it honestly, it is because you had a beer that you came up with a long time ago that really never fit into a category. <laughs> you know, none of my beers ever fit in a category. No, because you like to drink what you like to drink.
1: Yeah. And you made that beer thinking. They, they never fit into the no. GABF stuff. They never fit into any other ones. They no. were always out of style.
0: It, it, and well, who's to and say that's they were out of style? Because if someone wins a medal at the GABF, that should be the gold medal style from then on. Mm-hmm. And it's great. You know what? It's great to make, you know, it's a great thing, an amazing thing to win a medal.
1: Well, go back to American Light Loggers.
0: Well, and that's the thing, like PBR or Miller Lite or Miller Lite won a gold medal at the uh, the World Beer Cup. Yeah, well, that's a thing. And so, if that's not the standard every year, it shouldn't it win every year? Well, wait a minute. Wasn't uh, well, so sensory is really really subject to the individual. Wasn't uh, the American light lager invented by somebody that wasn't Miller? Oh well (laughs) that's a whole nother episode come up and uh, we're going to talk about light loggers here in a little bit because i have an absolute passion for you know what thanks for joining us at the craft beverage institute of the southeast this is john lida and puff once again coming through and we're going to uh talk about beer more we're going to talk about spirits and wine more and uh, hopefully you'll uh Keep learning. Keep uh, coming with us. And uh, thanks. Cheers. Thanks for being here, John. Cheers. Cheers. Skol. Skol. Skull. Skull. Min den Cheers. Oh, back bye
1: bye.